transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Under further review. Lift off and the clock has started. <laughs> so, Caleb, you just said that a dog ate your loaf of bread. <laughs> yep, <coughs> that's accurate. What a selfish, <laughs> selfish animal. Warn me. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, what kind of what kind of dog does Je- does 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 he? Have? Oh, oh he's, you're good. <laughs> okay, so she's a she's part German Shepherd, part uh, Belgian Malinois. Um, Sounds like she likes. Interesting. Whole, she could eat a whole loaf of bread. I can picture that. He ate everything but one of the heels, and uh, that's almost yeah. like spiteful, you know. She's she's too smart. <laughs> she's also so so dumb. She she thinks she can chase her own shadow. Well, I think every dog does at some point. I mean, I in fact, I think I have <clears throat> done that. So yeah. my every kid does that stand. all the time. Oh yeah, or, oh, yeah. <laughs> the savage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> does yeah. he steal your bread? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, bread is probably his main food group right now. He's going through a phase where he doesn't want to eat anything. Like oh, even man. chicken nuggets, he'll take them and peel the breading off and eat the breading and then throw the chicken to the dogs. So Olive Garden must be heaven for that kid. Oh yeah. Just, Dude. just, keep just baskets of breadsticks. Yeah, just keep them coming. Just keep them coming. Oh my God. Yeah, uh so you know, guys, this is going to be the official launch of uh, the the whole this whole playlist kind of review thing. I keep uh, running through it in my head, uh, and I think this is just like such a freaking fun, awesome way to kind of like reconnect with people's musical tastes and sort of like see where everybody like what everybody's kind of jiving and what they have been like digging on. It's so cool, and I've been really enjoying this. Um, but you know, uh, Jameson, just real quick, you pointed out that we basically might as well launch a new show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm uh, local yokels has been kind of fun just catching up with everyone. It's it was kind of hard on the last episode. You know, we all want to talk about stories where if we really start a new show and focus in on things maybe we'll get a little bit more done (laughs) i have a tendency to agree with you so i'm just going to claim it now this when i publish it will be the inaugural podcast for that Uh, and we gotta we'll come up with a name for it we don't have to worry about that right now i was Uh, just one off the top of my head what you got um under further review Ooh, i do like that uh, because it is like it's going to be a review based kind of show under further review i like that um i make a cool npr for it yeah Ooh. but i i just I, <laughs> I just in general i want i was just hoping that you guys could agree to be kind of like the regular cast on this uh new program hopefully the flan man can pop in and out when he can uh but you know, I think we got a really good, you know, handful of voices here, and we got some really great tastes between all of us that can help like expand everybody's. So, you know, I, I have to say, like, because I was real tired and cranky in a hateful mood last time, 
Uh, and I listened to we're doing we're doing Jameson's first, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Because I've been listening to it, and I was yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. I don't hate everything. <laughs> I don't. But, but you do have some hate mixed in there. Oh, always. There's <laughs> a, I can always find something like mm, I wish it was like this, but I don't know. Yeah, fair. I mean, you can always pepper that in. I yeah. I mean, I've been jamming it all. Uh, quite a bit like off and on just you know as we agreed to like do it but today i i put it on when i was opening and when i was closing and i like got different i was able to like go through the list and get like like for my closing i you know was really into like that upbeat kind of like electronic stuff that you had on there and uh the opening there was like stuff to kind of like get me into the morning you know what i mean yeah so it's yeah it's a really good list that i think you put together in general jameson so so like just as a primer i kind of put this playlist together like the whole idea was to have at least something to say about every song like either it has a story or it's something i'm listening to right now nice so. nice yeah i was thinking um i mean if you yeah <clears throat> You know, if, I think we honestly with the with with the twenty five trackers, you, you know, we can uh, go through the tracks if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, and that I don't know. Like, this is one of the things I kept wondering: was there a particular order to which you put the tracks together, or did you just kind of get like you know go through and like find what you needed and get them in there? So for the most part, like, um, yeah, there's. I guess it kind of goes in somewhat of a chronological order, but at the same time, yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at it, not really. <laughs> You're just um, like, oh, yeah, I like that song. They're kind of grouped together. Like, the first yeah. five songs have, like, that's more distinctly, like, high school times, and mm -hmm. then it moves on to just a different style of music. But overall, no, it's not in any sort of order. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, because you know I've been listening to it on shuffle, so that made that works for me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do I need to listen to this in order? I don't know. I'm gonna gamble. But um, it both worked out. Yeah, yeah, but it does. Like, I mean, just in happenstance, it, it kind of works out too. Because especially like you're sort of saying, like the like the you know the first handful kind of flow right into each other, and then. Sort of like right around you get to that like men's um Mezzingers song. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Dusty. Uh <laughs> that like it kind of like picks up into like a different uh sort of like a different vibe. And yeah. that actually is probably one of my favorite songs on the track, just heads up. But anyway, uh the first song on there is a Manchester Orchestra song, The Maze. Yes. So on the last podcast, Dusty told me that I needed to dive into uh um What's that album? Now I'm blanking. I was talking Black about Mile to the Surface. Black Mile to the Surface, right. <laughs> so I was kind of reading up about, you know, the the overall story behind that whole album yeah. and everything. And that song I saw specifically is supposed to take place like uh, apparently they wrote the singer wrote that song like 2 weeks after his daughter was born. So yeah. that's kind of takes um like it it's partially from his daughter's point of view and his point of view and kind of just yeah, an exactly. overall, um idea of like parenthood and obviously yeah. 
as a as a dad like that song <laughs> to open the album just like hit me immediately like oh, yeah. backstory before it it's like it's yeah. such a a great song his and, daughter uh, his daughter's name is Maisie which is such an awesome name too <laughs> Maisie yeah yeah she's that's her like through like throughout their new album the girl little girl talking that's his daughter but yeah oh, okay that's where the mate the name the maze came from because it's um, like you said it's supposed to be from the perspective of a newborn child yeah looking up at their parent yeah which that's like yeah the first half of the song and then it switches a little bit to him yeah. trying to come to grips with parenthood yeah. a little bit which like you you definitely like it it hits some chords for sure because you know he he was talking about not being fully prepared and i think no matter what like being a first-time parent you're never really fully prepared for what's gonna go on you know yeah, so no. it, it does it, seem like it does seem like a great mystery man like oh for sure yeah never prepared you're never prepared never. and i have to say i've listened through that whole album now and i i really like it but it definitely seems a little top heavy like the first five songs are all like yeah i hate to say like bangers but they're all really good and i feel like as you work down the album it kind of fizzles out a little bit for me at least yeah i mean the silence the more you listen to the, the song the silence it's it's really good but i i kind of agreed i like like the mistake wasn't that great the parts wasn't that great right um but yeah i i discussed the whole album and the, like the whole story with jared because remember when i first listened to it i just went on this deep reddit deep dive yeah, trying that's to where out. i went too yep and like how it it's kind of like the, the opening song's like a flash forward in a way and then it kind of goes back into that backstory and then you have all the shooting at the grocery store and yep which i explained that whole story to amy and she was just like mortified <laughs> like why would you listen to any of that? <laughs> but oh, whenever I turn up. it on, she enjoys it. It's just like if I give her the backstory, she's like, "I don't want to listen to this." It's just, <laughs> fair a, fair it's just a really sad story altogether about yeah, just yeah, depression sure. and working in a mine in South Dakota <laughs> <laughs> and working in a mine. Man, I wonder if Zoolander's like dad ever felt like that. <laughs> John Voight. John Voight. Oh my God. Dude uh yeah dude i thought this was a great just like a great track opening up the the playlist i i really enjoyed it because it was when i first put your playlist on i was like driving to work one day and it was like i don't know like 6 30 something like that and there's nobody around and the song just kind of like starts and it, you know it just it kind of crescendos in man and it kind of mm -hmm. picks up and it just like it was like such a great like open to the day and the idea of like the kind of like you know sort of like you know childhood wide-eyed like what am i mm -hmm. like who am what where what are these things around me you know kind of mentality is really yeah. portrayed well like through that you know what i mean and uh i don't know kind of hit so uh yeah a, it was a good choice man it was a really good choice off that album i right like i couldn't put my finger on it for a minute but i whenever i wanted the manchester orchestra songs came on i was just like I've heard this before like the guy has a very distinct voice he does um and i've listened to a lot of them uh i, I have no idea what songs or albums but uh, with my friend dalton and yeah it's like super atmospheric and i like all the yeah all, like they do like the old school like pedal boards and 
uh, cool like reverbs and things like that. Well, in that first song, the the song the maze has like a really like has a pretty strong like gospel feel to it almost. Yeah, and it's you know it kind of it like swells like yeah, yeah. it's almost oh, yeah. it's it's uplifting without being like fast and in your face you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's a son of a, a pastor so uh, you know, makes really. sense so he's got like all that religion ingrained in him so, uh, and i do it, like the yeah <laughs> there, there is something nice that all like, bands that they like them and that i've heard them do were um it's this effect that i used to it's really fun to do you get a volume pedal you know like a bunch of reverb and delay and then like you just like strum a chord but then you like have no volume when you actually strum so, it so there's no so I like and just swell it in and they always used to do that at like altar calls at the end of like a church thing like come down <laughs> and pray or whatever <laughs> like that, all right that was open the pit <laughs> yeah. basically that was the, the religious version of that but i, yeah. I do always really like that effect and they used it well in that song sorry no, you're good dude you're good yeah i agree um the next song that did like the me without you man like i was wondering about this like out of uh like so like I, what, what about the soviet me without you the soviet like hit off of that track or so, off of that album because because that album catch for us the foxes is like to me it's like it's such a fucking good album like i can still so, i think it. it's their best one for sure yeah um and that one specifically i remember it being like the first me without you song that caught me because mm. you know the opening just has that really like driving uh, baseline in the mm. beginning of it mm. and i also remember you um you and jeremiah and a few other people you came to Coeur d'Alene to play a show once i think for schmouter yeah. and i met up with you guys and we went to have lunch together and you guys yeah. were in my jeep with me and i remember specifically playing that song and we all just fucking jammed out <laughs> hell yeah dude listening to that i don't know if you remember that but i do i do uh and yeah dude i mean that was that was one i was wondering if you if that's one of the reasons why that was on there yeah yeah (laughs) hell yeah but it is dude it's such a driving song like right off the bat like it's one of the things i like about me without you is that uh you can pay attention to the lyrics you can um, or you can like really pay attention to the music. You can go either way with it. And either one has like a lot of like energy and uh, kind of, I don't know, a lot of stuff to pay attention to, I suppose. Right. And, but yeah, yeah, this song just hits, man. It still hits. Like, so uh, I, don't I know. think we talked about it last time with mm-hmm. me without you being just like kind of an indie band that I ignored. But, um, like, I don't know if you guys remember um, Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste by Norma Jean, which was a song that Theria always covered at the Grange. But um, at the end of that song, like, they go to a breakdown and then they have, like, clean vocals for a couple lines. And that's the lead singer for Me Without You that does that thing. And that was, like, the first really. time that I was turned on to Me Without You. And I was like, oh, this is... Because it, it, it's nothing else like in Norma Jean. Norma Jean's pretty, <laughs> yeah. like, 
hardcore, but they had those clean vocals, and so I figured I'd check it out, and that was me without you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That um, There's a song I'm going to put in the list later on that kind of reminds I have a similar, it's like a similar story with that, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a good choice, because anything from that album really will hit, but that was... Uh, that was cool. Caleb, what do you yeah. think about about it though? What, what's um, your take on me without you in general? I've I've listened to like their older stuff more. Like uh, so, I guess I can bring it up now. I was kind of wait, but uh, like in in the in the Soviet, like he's the vocal style is so different. He's I think in both like because the later on there's uh, Bear's vision of saying I guess, but, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he kind of has like this thing where he it's like he he's testifying it's almost like a speech kind of thing yeah i get um, that and but they're the vocal styles between those two songs are so different so it was weird to hear the change because i'm familiar with like the old stuff well and see that's an older song i mean between that song and saint agnes is probably close to a 10-year gap like recording wise uh, maybe not quite that but a significant gap and so this is kind of like their older maybe a little bit more angsty stuff you know for sure for sure that's why it's uh it's a lot that's why you get a lot of that feel of like i'm just getting it off my chest you know yeah 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 yeah, but you but you're kind of right i think that and we'll talk about it i guess more when we get to to saint agnes but it's like they you know they definitely started taking creative turns with you know with their music and i think they were starting to you know mute that you kind of yeah, they just started thinking of like a little bigger than they're just kind of like, I'm going to throw it all into a microphone, you know, which yeah. really works well for this album and this song in general. But yeah, yeah, they definitely like all good bands should. They evolved over time. <laughs> that song, did you have like that one song is like the, the Fox, the Crow and the Cookie on this list? Isn't that one of their songs? Um, I don't have it on this list, and thought, that one doesn't. for some reason I thought it was, but maybe it popped up on another one of my daily playlists today. Yeah, by the way, my daily playlists have been getting wild because of you guys. So. <laughs> 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 um, all right, all right. Uh, track three on the list, man. So this one, Seosin. Okay, right. what? What was the influence behind Seven Years by Seosin? So, Seosin, so this is really, really early Seosin as well. So, they went through a change where originally their lead singer was Anthony Green, who's also the frontman for Circa Survive. And so, this was like their first EP that they put out. And this was kind of like my first move into like smaller, more like they're not i wouldn't call them a hardcore band but they're more um like they're more niche i guess than like avenge sevenfold which started my metal movement but um i saw seosin before they got big at warp tour like the first time i walked into warp tour they were on the first stage at the bottom of the hill oh yeah uh, walking in and like it was the first band i ever saw at warp tour which was my first concert just in general so they'll always hold like kind of a special place in my heart and that song is i mean it's just damn good as well yeah Yeah, it's still got some energy to it man and you yeah you mentioned that that was like 
one of their, if not their like first pieces of real work. But that was yeah, yeah uh, the album was from 2003. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah th- that was just like, and you know, then like that. I feel like that was like, you know, emo, screamo, hardcore, whatever was like really yeah. like going into whatever Starting, it became in like the middle of the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It was about to, it was about to blossom. It was in utero. That one, I like, I like that one because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Circus Survive. They're probably one of my all-time favorites. So they played in Wenatchee rip. once. They did. I saw that. I was there. <laughs> um, I never knew that or would have guessed that, Caleb. I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, I still have, uh, what is it? Uh, shit. Violent Waves my car it's always in the rotation ah. that, that's that's a great album i got in trouble at um this was the last warp tour i went to circus survive played on the main stage at warped and uh during one of their songs they threw condoms out to the entire crowd <laughs> and so i uh i kept that and i put it like on my dresser and my mom walked into my room she's like what the hell do you have a condom in here for and I'm like, mom i got it at the warp tour it's fine i'm never gonna use it if it comes from warp tour it's fine mom yeah, yeah. i yeah. promise i won't use it i promise i'm gonna raw dog don't worry <laughs> it's yeah do you you know do you still have it though did you end up framing it or something so <laughs> i I would have to, like, I have a box of stuff down in my grandparents' shed, or down in the (laughs) shed, and I'm sure it's in there, but I'm not sure. Like, I haven't gone through that in probably 15 years, so. You're like, I'm not going fishing for it. (laughs) If it's anywhere, it's in there. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, from Seos, then we make a jump. Yeah, we're going a little bit little bit darker a little bit heavier yeah house of straw by bury your fucking dead aka bury your dead (laughs) i mean you just have to say bury your fucking dead you kind of do (laughs) you have to do it but um yeah so they were i mean far and away my favorite band in high school like I, i had i think any of our friends you ask them what was Jameson's band, it would be Barrier Dead. And so that album dropped our sophomore year and they had just signed to a new record label. So they had a lot more money for recording. And that was the opening track on that album. And so they, I mean, just a huge jump in recording quality. And it was just like, it blew me away you know like how how much harder and how much better it sounded and mm-hmm. so I, I i had to throw that one in for the nostalgia yeah hell yeah Got well that's a drum triggers that, that's a good point though man like the fact that like there was this like really distinct noticeable difference in just like the the production on it you know the, the yeah the quality yeah. of the recording that like you know uh, that um, uh, as well as the music you know that's that's cool that, that like kind of blew your blew your fucking mind when you when it came out but oh yeah that's like straight up 10th grade like oh yeah yep. Troy's Troy's blazer coming back from lunch listening to Barry yep. Dead Beauty and the Breakdown <laughs> yeah oh fuck yeah uh Caleb what, what's your hot take um it, it's a fun throwback 
that's, uh, that's definitely like my preferred outfit. But, um, just I, I think the breakdown too. It, it, it was, I, I did like kind of like you, when you mentioned that, James, the recording quality, like um, I listened to some of the old stuff. Like after that came on, I was like, oh, do a little barrier dead deep dive. And yeah, like the, just the production quality, like I'm, I, I always love that when you, you like, you like a band and then on a new album, they start using drum triggers and you're like, oh my God, this sounds so much better. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they signed to, um, to Victory Records, which mm. I don't know if they're dis- defunct now, but they were really big in the like hardcore and emo scene. And yeah, that, like I think they made a shitload of money off of Hawthorne Heights when they got rid of <laughs> and that kind of drove them into getting a lot of uh, a lot of other bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely remember the uh, they were one of the labels that eventually had like you know they had like that side stage sponsor sometimes at Warp Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, they did. Do they? They just got built up from that. That hardcore emo scene. Um, all right, but that takes us into an interesting, an interesting track. Uh, "Death Is an Alcoholic" by Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Yeah, which I, I had never like. They weren't a band that I found or one that our friend group really listened to. That was like specifically. I remember Jeremiah like the first time we ever hung out together. And I went over to his place and, you know, being the early 2000s, what do you do? You take your iPod and you plug it into somebody else's computer and music. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. And that was, Maylene was like the, the one band he specifically said, if you listen to anything, you have to listen to these guys. And um, yeah, and that one, it just has that like Southern rock or Southern metal drive to it. And it's, I mean, uh, it's very, it's very much a every time I die style. Yeah. Yep. Every time that would come on, be like, is it every time I die, which I know I was like Jeremiah, like in high school, tenth grade specifically, which is so into them. Yeah, yeah. Those are like the big three, but yeah, dude. I mean, I I uh, I was glad this was on there because it, it re-sparked my like my love for the for mainly in the sun's disaster they have i mean i'm a super a super attached to their album three but like you know it was it was cool catching this in the lineup because i love that shit they like that southern metal kind of like yeah it, for sure you know it yeah. I, I like the bit of twang that they can that they throw <laughs> in there you know it just gives like that little bit of groove that you don't get on just like a straight album you know exactly like, they just have a little bit more soul almost yeah groovy touch a groovy groovy touch it touches and it it is groovy but this is uh dude okay so right into after the party though um but where'd this track come from so that um when i started listening to manchester they came up in like a radio selection on spotify of them i'd never heard of them and this song like like the way he sings like his vocals switching from clean to scream the whole time is really awesome and it just it has like a it has just like a really good 
like pop punk vibe to it a little bit and uh you know being yeah. somebody that i never heard before it was just like kind of refreshing to get new pop punk that i haven't heard a thousand times yeah totally. yeah this is a new track for me too so and i really dug it too like that kind of pop punk energy was, was fucking awesome throughout it but it definitely reminded me of like stuff uh kind of coming out around like you know the early 2000s and yeah very much so also. the rise against feel yeah oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, where did the what time that, did this come out rise against and then i kind of get a bit of a gaslight anthem but more a, a punky gaslight anthem yeah well this is a 2017 album that it's from it, so it so, feels I mean, really nostalgic totally Totally. But it and still, still, still feels fresh, you know. And I definitely. mean, really, 2017 for me is—I mean, might as well be came out six months ago. But <laughs> word, word. But I mean, 2008. I was not 2008. Like 2005, 2006. I was way into Rise Against at the time. I so, remember that. So that one album, Siren Song of the Counterculture. Yeah, for what is it for we these streets belong yeah whatever. i remember just blasting that at my house and all just like just like uh, fist pumping non-stop yeah. <laughs> yeah. listen to that before a football game just kind of get yep. you pumped up there you go yeah dude i don't know this is a cool track and it actually turned me on to the to them in general so i like i think this was a good pick because this it, like you said it was like it was something weirdly nostalgic but fresh at the same time yeah sure. yep and I don't know. Maybe that's because I, I just haven't been listening to too much pop punk or something. But like Fire every time I every yeah. time I do, I just, I don't know. Like it sucks you in. Yeah, it does, dude. It does. Sometimes. It just gets sometimes. Yeah, Caleb, we need a hot take. I, I it's not my favorite genre in general. Um, it's not as you know, ska is the worst though. Ska oh. is the worst. I like a good ska. Everyone. McGrady's yeah, declaring it now. Ska. <laughs> ska. Um, but you've heard it here. It's <laughs> anti ska podcast. Um, <laughs> hey, no, least, wait. I think Goldfinger's still on my list. Uh, that's okay. I mean, if you guys like ska, that's cool. We're, ska, we're a ska uh, positive podcast. Bro. If, yeah, I, I support everyone's right. And it's the first amendment to play and listen to ska. We are, we are genre fluid here, all right? But if I'm but, sitting there hearing ska, I'm just going to stand there and make a grumpy face. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, this is. Like, yeah, pop punk isn't always my jam, but this one was like, I liked it. it yeah, it kind of reminded me of like Rise Against or even like, yeah, I don't know, it kind of made me think of like when I used to listen to like Bad Religion, but it just has a very like kind of yearning, nostalgic vibe to it. And good, yeah. Good chord changes. I like that one. And a yeah. little bit uh, like, I like the song a lot, but if I focus on like the lyrics of it, it is a little like, cheese ball for like for lack of better terms like Something. i think but at the same time it's like i kind of come to expect that out of a pop punk band so i can yeah. i can look past it you totally. gotta have that angst like edge kid you know emo kids broke in. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's just like what's interesting is like i suppose as you as like pop punk artists in particular get older it's like ha keeping that energy you know what i mean yeah look yeah, at yeah. like so many so many people like uh no fx is a great example like they do like youtube like shows and stuff like that but like they're still slamming man they're but they're yeah. just doing it 
you know, kind of at a little bit at their own pace. <laughs> like, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? But they're still like putting it out there, which is kind of cool. But that's always the interesting thing about like just punk and pop punk in general to me is just like that, how that music, it captures that energy and then you can just kind of draw from it at any time. Like, like a, this track was the one that I kept like, like through that like slog of work days I just had. Like this is, <laughs> this is really like, I would pull this up and like, it would just like give me some like, you know, kind of like live boost uh, sometimes in the morning, just to like slam some espresso and just like make some shit happen, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just cause I like that energy, you know? But yeah, good, yeah. good pick, man, good pick. Um, but that brings us to what another another unknown for me, Catfish and the Bottleman. Uh, oh, this this song's been around for Cocoon. five Cocoon. years, but it's I always liked this band. Yeah, this yeah, is I, this is a good track, man. Okay, oh, yeah. well I'm surprised because um, so I wanted to give I have to give Amy a couple shout outs here because for the most part our musical tastes are in conflict. <laughs> and we share a spotify so you know your like liked playlist yeah we'll just go through and uh, for the most part we're just fighting constantly on whose playlist that that is you know yeah. and <laughs> that is the one like there's two songs in this playlist that i'll give her credit for finding and me really enjoying yeah so. yeah i remember them uh so I listened like on Sirius, I listened to Old Nation, and they're pretty big back in the day on there. I usually I find a couple of good things from Old Nation every once in a while. Um, you know, what? It's, it's a lot of stuff like this, but then they they play kind of poppy-ish stuff. Like they think that Billie Eilish is somehow indie still, but <laughs> yeah, that's conflicting. That's conflicting. yeah. Well, and if I had to put my thumb on it, I would probably say this is the song that Caleb hates the most from really? my playlist. Actually, no. Um, I was this is a say, no. good song. Um, I, I, I'd never heard of them before, but um, that was like one of, I think, the first ones that came on when I was shuffling. And I was like, I like this one a lot. It just, hmm. it, I don't know. I'd never just heard a... of it, and it all was agreeable. and Just a fuck it song you know yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> literally in the lyrics <laughs> did I, well. I thought it was it was sonically pleasing i remember that and it stood out to me actually as one of the ones i like the most yeah it's sonically pleasing i like that term <laughs> that's why we'll have to label this podcast that sonically pleasing <laughs> <laughs> not always Depending so, on the, sometimes sometimes <laughs> Yeah, no, it was cool. I'm glad that, that uh, that's kind of fun when, you know, like I sort of say the same thing, Jameson. My, my musical taste doesn't always line up uh, with, with Nadine's, but we do have some like random crossover, you know? Yeah. It's, it is kind of fun to, to, to find those random tracks, man. Yeah. Um, but that, that track takes us right into another Me Without You track. And that's the one we were mentioning mm -hmm. earlier, Bear's Vision of St. Agnes. So... Yes. Where so did this one, that pull from? Yeah, so this came out in, if I, it, it was either 2012 or 2013, and I had just started my new job working on airplanes. And at the time, we had huge shifts. Like, uh, there would be like 150 guys on a shift with us. And so, and they're really strict, you know, you can't wear headphones, but everyone was allowed, like, if you had a speaker, you could listen to music while you're yeah. working, it was fine. And yeah. this new album came out, and, like, 
I work with a lot of 40, 50, and 60-year-old like country <laughs> folk who yeah. just want to listen to country music and I did not give a shit. Like I listened to this whole album like up in the airplane with 20 people around me just rolling their eyes the entire time not enjoying it. Like and I I didn't care one bit. And like we were mentioning before, it was like a total shift for me without you. Like it was almost more like spoken word and very clean vocals. Um but this that album's almost like a concept album as well that yeah. like i like the i don't remember the it's title from the, track of it but i was just looking it it's, up. it's 2012 if, I, it's, if i'm correct it's from it's like it's supposed to be about like like these it's supposed to be centered around the circus animals <laughs> that yeah so are, a circus uh, they're on a train and the train crashes yeah. in the first uh first track and then it it kind of what is it anthropomorphizes the animals a little yeah. bit and gives them like some human qualities and then working through the track list you see you know kind of the vision from each yeah. from the different animals and stuff but this one specifically like i mean none of the lyrics like really stick out but it just comes off as a powerful song like it it just has a good like the lyrics are front and center to it and the sing like the vocals are front and center and the music kind of takes a back step a little bit but it pulls you through the whole song in a in a pleasing way to my ear at least oh yeah it's like a cl climax to the album kind of yeah feel yeah. to it yeah definitely conflict resolution yeah the first song's called february 1878 Yep, that's it. 2012. Yeah. Nine years ago, damn. And so, yeah. yeah, I started my job November 2012. So, okay. I was living with Jeremiah in a yellow house. <laughs> uh, and we, I mean, we probably were working on an album then. And I remember he, uh, him and his then, him and his ex wife went to like uh, go see Me Without You, like after this came out. Uh, and brought back like a bunch of merch from it and I was just like that's yeah. when I first really like actually heard about the album I was like oh what is this <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> but yeah dude yeah this is you know kind of like what we were talking about you know it's it's this really interesting shift that because it's like a band like me without you and you sort of you think you know what to expect from them this whole album became really intriguing just yeah. just in general you know yeah it was a big shift for sure yeah. All right, Caleb. You know what time it is. Where's your hot take? Um, this was my least favorite song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Caleb's uh, least favorite song. I need to get something. Not <laughs> it, it, it deserves it deserves credit for its creativity and the concept I thought were interesting. And the, yeah, the lyrics were like I was a little confused, but it makes more sense now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But the thing I didn't <laughs> like was I don't. I, it's just something about like the enunciation. Yeah, um, it, he has a very nasally it, it just voice makes me, to it. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Smashing that, pumpkins. That's my vibe. only complaint, but it's, it's a small complaint, but it's enough to murder. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess the, you know they can't all be winners, there, Caleb. It made me feel something. Oh, there you go. And that, that's all that matters. 
Exactly. You're down in your loins. <laughs> it does. It makes, it makes my gooch like tighten. Like, uh. <laughs> Looking on those kegels. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's happening. You just put that on and do some kegels. Mm-hmm. There you go. Six minute kegel or kind of. Oh, God. However long that song is. It makes me anxious just thinking about it. <laughs> the kegels or the song? All yeah. of it. All of it, the whole thing. No matter what, his gooch is tightened, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's no going back. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So that takes us into uh, Young Lady, You're Scaring Me by Ron Gallo. Yeah, so this song, like, I don't have any story behind it besides just being kind of a, a cool jam. Definitely. Uh, this, I'm sure, popped up on some Spotify list. But it's got kind of that real retro vibe to mm-hmm. it, you know, kind of like a 70s, just kind of good groove song. Yeah. I always feel like every, every time I hear it, it, I think it's Greta Van Fleet for a second. Yeah. Well, I can I see that. That, that uh, classic rock feel from it. Yep. Yeah. That vintage gear sounds nice. Hmm. Yeah. This is also from 2017. Oh. Man, it seems like that's my like musical year of choice. Yeah, it's like wow. so far, so far, I think that you've gone through like you've gone like it's like, it's like 2003 and 2017 so far. Yeah, right in that, like right in, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, no, this is a, this is again, yeah, kind of like an unknown track to me. And so it was, it was kind of a cool jam to just like pop on. I wouldn't have, like, off the bat, I didn't think, I don't think I guessed that this was like a more modern song. Right. But, but uh maybe i was just naive (laughs) but no yeah i think it's a cool i think again it's like it's like something you can just you could throw this in a playlist and just like it would help you know just connect everything just keep the playlist moving along you know it's a good it's a good thing to throw on there yeah yeah the lyrics scare me especially the first line about moving to a house with a bunch of cats (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know about i don't know if i agree with that you know Maybe like a cats. bunch of maybe a bunch of dogs, but uh, a, a house with twelve cats just sounds like a nightmare to me. It, it, like it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a goddamn nightmare. I'm waking up. I can I'm, smell the ammonia. I'm sweating now just <laughs> thinking about it, dude. I've never had a good relationship with cats. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a babysitter who had like two or three black cats, and for some reason they just was she a witch. The, Maybe they had a goat out back, and eventually it was no longer there. Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> but no, they just had these cats, and they just like for some reason. I just have these distinct memories of playing Monopoly on the Nintendo and getting my shins clawed the fuck out by cats. <laughs> and like ever since then, I just like I've always been like, eh, 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 and I just never, yeah. never seems to click. I mean, Dusty, yeah. you've had some cats that I've jived with, I guess. So like, yeah, I've got three cats. Yeah, I oh, know. Well, uh, one Wait, of them. Yours are always so I've chill, had. it seems like. One of them is that yellow one I've had since I was in eighth grade. He's still kicking. Rocky. Oh, yes. Rock. Wow. Yeah. And I kind of inherited my sister's two cats. So. <laughs> I'm like, no, all right, weird. I guess I'll take them. Do you think you can handle uh, nine more? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. 
All right, man. So now we're on to You Worry Me by Nathaniel Ratliff and The Night Sweats. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't remember where I first got exposed to them, but they also have like a really retro vibe, but pushing it back even further. Like, I would say they're almost like 50s band maybe like i don't know that's the vibe Mm -hmm. i get like the and but they just have like that good soulful vibe to them and then i saw them at the gorge with kings of leon two years ago and it was just super like they have so much energy on stage like nice they're just going for it like full full bore and like they opened for kings of leon and like they didn't have anything like like it wasn't a big production they didn't have the mega screen going for them but they just put out so much energy that it didn't matter so it's like i'm always drawn to them as a band like i listen to everything they put out just because they have that that fun energy to them there's definitely bands uh for me that have like the kind of sell factor is that like it's like what they bring to that live performance which you know like talking about recordings is one thing but like if you're talking about like a a musical act or a band as a whole like live performance and what you bring to the stage is is a huge part of it you know what i mean for sure uh so yeah that's cool that's a cool point man uh i I, but this is so I, i was familiar with with this track and the and uh, the other one a little further down but i had no idea who the artists were this this was one of those like i probably heard it like so many times and like it just you know like i just never took the moment to like stop and like look who it was right yeah so that was kind of cool i was like oh i discovered it finally <laughs> I, I put them uh, i put them once again in my my genre of liquor cabinet rock as we were discussing Ooh, yeah that's cabinet a good rock. Fit. yeah yes. it's like it's just it's not too hard it's just something you can like just chill and listen to yeah for sure like i'd put their album on like sitting on the porch drinking a beer yeah yeah watching sunset you know that golden hour (laughs) caleb what would you do with this song well i like what jameson said uh but it would have to be a situation where like i'm on the porch with jameson and he puts it yeah, Caleb would never put this on, but you'd enjoy it. It's it's good. Yeah, like, but you would you would yeah exactly. I think you'd enjoy it at the moment though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's not something like I. It's not the type of thing I would seek out. Or yeah. but so on the one hand, it's like it's nice to be like yeah, this is something enjoyable. But I have to be like in a chill, patient mood, which is rare. Dude has no yeah. chill. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's the only stipulation. But yeah, it's, that's a great way to. It's a good one to, to chill on the porch. Too. Would huh? you, if you were on the porch, Caleb, would you just like, all right, just gonna put on something this nice here and just put yeah. on some cradle of filth or something like that? <laughs> um, I'm not a huge <laughs> cradle of filth fan, but. Uh, oh, sorry, Satyricon then. No, not that. Satyricon's the greatest. I remember one time we threw a party at my house and we were hotboxing the hot tub room and Bryce Bitterman and a few other like K 
kids who weren't in our friends group and they're like more in the preppy group of people showed up yeah. and Caleb had control of the playlist. <laughs> he's just playing the terrifying death metal and it's like Bryce Bitterman and Tyler Spaeth and their girlfriends and they're just like wide-eyed <laughs> like what the fuck did we just walk into? Like, <laughs> Those chitlins didn't even know. <laughs> That's funny though. Yeah, I mean, well, there's like a whole like, I don't know, kind of crowd that just sort of like circulated. I would say they were just like, they would go from party to like to party. So like whatever like, like click group thing was having like some sort of like, you know, party. You can count on like a handful of these like preppy ass kids to show up. Showing yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. They're like, we can drink beer here, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere to drink beer. So, finally. I yeah. still, I, honestly, I feel like I've, I've still jumped more fences in, in the Wenatchee Valley than like anywhere else. <laughs> like having to like run from parties and shit like that. I'm you know sure. What I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. In a particular oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. All right, man. So now comes the first Sturgill Simpson song. Oh, yeah. Sturgill. I think I only. Sturgill. I think, I think it's I the only one actually. Yeah. 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 Just that one on this one, but this. This is from his album High Top Mountain, which I believe is his like uh, first album, and it it's definitely his most distinctly country western album. But this song, like I think, it really showcases his uh, his vocal uh, range. Like he's he comes in right off the bat with like a really powerful drive into yeah. it. And the lyrics are hilarious. Like they, 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 I've, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills. Like yeah. <laughs> trying to write a song that'll pay the bills. Yeah, uh, it's, but it's like it's hilarious. Such a good, like, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills. You know, it's just got like some like. It, but you're right. It's just like it's kind of like right out the gate, and that's uh, that yeah. that like immediately hooks you, like your attention. You know what yeah. I mean? And for me, like I've uh, my grandparents or my granddad in particular. You know, he always had a propensity towards like outlaw old school country oh, yeah. the johnny cash waylon jennings merle haggard and this has that like outlaw country yeah. feel to it definitely. for sure definitely definitely like that song. that's one of my actual like favorite albums that I've had i think it's his best album for me and i i like all of his albums but that mm. one specifically like if you have any hint of enjoying country music that is like a, a a gem for sure fair enough i'll have to try and i'll actually have to listen to the whole album then like that's that's yeah. cool that you yeah. both recommend it. but yeah I, I i mean that one track like, like i said i could immediately kind of like grab my attention so yeah yeah that was cool man that's cool uh yeah and that's another like what 2000 like 13 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's got to be about it's, 2013. Yeah. yeah, it was before he made the change where, well, I wouldn't call it change, where he just started experimenting with different genres and stuff. Yeah, he's a really, he, he experiments a lot because like earlier, I guess it was 2020, he put out a two-part album, Mowing Grass, and that yeah. has more, like, it's kind of back to his roots, country, but the one before that, Sound and Fury, is yeah. like, a rock experimental album and he yeah. has that twang in his voice still but it's 
definitely more of a rock album. Yeah, I was at like more of a prog rock. Yeah. Uh, Psychedelic-ish feel out of it, but because I, I, I really got into that album. Yeah, you should check out. that on Netflix. Just look up Sound. Yeah, I watched the the anime. Yeah, because he, he yeah he got together with like one of Japan's most notable anime yeah. um, like directors, I guess, and made a, a Netflix. Uh, yeah, it just movie. like goes track by track. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. It's like yeah, a check it out. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty Dude. sweet. I'll do, I will. That's fucking awesome. That sounds rad. That uh damn okay well and that takes us to like the next probably the oldest track on the list maybe yeah which is like what you know mad respect dolly parton jolene yeah so i think this song has gained like a lot of popularity i remember a few years ago miley cyrus covered it and it Mm. kind of blew up but this goes back to kind of like my early childhood with my grandparents listening to like old country and i mean really dolly just i mean she's a powerhouse of a lady like her her vocals are just undeniably good to anyone and this song just has like even though she's a country artist like this song has a groove to it that kind of goes above and beyond the the genre of the time yeah well and i think she kind of just in general you know i think she she sort of did that she kind of like wasn't just country with her sound all the time very country at times you know but like she definitely kind of moved around a little bit like got but yeah this song you know like i was thinking about like throwing a dolly parton song on my list and i was like oh He's got Jolene, <laughs> but you know, like, like she's one of those artists. Like, you can really, you can really dig into. I think. Um, I don't think you need to. I, I don't think you need to listen to Miley Cyrus's covers. You know, which like, I mean, hers wasn't bad. It's not like, bad, but it's like you might as well listen to the original. Dolly, it's you know. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's it's you get all the drama, but it's more straight. It's more straightforward in its presentation. I think. And, yeah. Uh, that's something I really like about a lot of her music and is that like, you know, it gets to the point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this song was, a, I mean, always a good pick, man. Always a good thing to throw on, but that's cool. That's like kind of harkens back to the childhood. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you guys remember, but we had a jukebox at my house downstairs mm-hmm. and this was one of the songs that we, like, it was an old school jukebox that played 72 record singles. So, and yeah. it, uh, it had Jolene was one of the singles on the jukebox. So, I remember putting a dart through that jukebox. Yep, that's when we got rid of it. Dusty put a dart right through the face of that bad boy. <laughs> Why do you have a dartboard with that thing? Uh, it was a poor, poor choice on my parents' part, for sure. Especially like legit darts, too. Not just yeah, not plastic. plastic. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Caleb, what's your what? What do you? How do you feel about Dolly? I have no complaints about Dolly. American classic must protect her at all costs must protect her at all costs I agree well she's a I mean as just like a human being great person she's a yeah a a, like really great person she's She's doing a lot with her like fame and fortune and her years I think so it's something that you can like really respect I think yeah it always makes me wonder, like, man, how how hot is Jolene if she's worried if Dolly's worried about her snatching her boyfriend? 
Yeah. Who, she's got to be. Who's this Jolie? Smoke show. <laughs> All right. And so next, we come back to the night sweats. Uh, just something I <laughs> seem, I seem to have when it's more than 90 degrees. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, so son of a bitch, a.k.a. SOB. I mean, this song, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same story as the other with Nathaniel Rayliff, but, I mean, this song is just such a, it's fun. It's it a really fun song. And that's really all you can say about it. Like, anyone, if you listen to this song and you've had a couple drinks, like, you're probably going to, like, it's going to make you feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might just yell it out, or when the, the hook comes, you might jump up and dance with it or something. But something's going to happen when you listen to this song. <laughs> something's going to happen. I agree, man. It's, uh, it's one of those that just has energy to it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, Caleb, hot take. Um, uh, I'm not a huge fan of have, Harry Potter have, and the Nightmares. But have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever yelled "son of a bitch" to this song playing? No, I haven't. Oh boy. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's fun. Well, <laughs> well, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to wait till September. We're gonna play it until you yell "son yeah. of a bitch." <laughs> I guess. I guess just, Caleb just shat all over my theory because he's not feeling nothing with this song. <laughs> Caleb feels yeah. nothing. It's fine. It's just, it's okay. I'm, I'm telling the you. The verdict, I'm, it's I gotta, fine. <laughs> just gotta, stamp across the street, it's uh, fine. You gotta, you gotta get me in that rocking chair with some whiskey, and I'll be like, son of a bitch. There you go. There you go. Get this man a rocking chair. Oh, I'm not there right now. So. <laughs> get, you, get, her, get him in the rocking chair. Get him in the mood. Get him in, get him in the mood. <laughs> All right, and so next we got Hey Mommy by Sylvanesso. Th- this track is definitely one I'm familiar with. It's yes. got, some, got some banger, bang to it, you know? Yeah, this is, um, I think we talked on the last episode a little bit about Sylvanesso, where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was just at a record store in Coeur d'Alene. I'm kind of thumbing through stuff, and I hear it in the background, and it's this song in particular and sure enough you got to pull out the shazam, shazam on the it phone, yeah the, the iphone yeah and uh ever since that like i i'll listen to sylvanesso like all of their albums but this one in particular with this song and coffee is on there as well is uh, something that i listen to quite a bit that i really enjoy it's kind of unique uh got that kind of indie flair to it a, ri- a little bit you know but uh still with that electronic vibe a little bit so. yeah for sure i would honestly say like i they're one like this is one of those tracks and um probably that just like the album in general like it's like, like for me it's it's like a morning it's morning music you know like i can put that yeah. on yep. and like start getting my day going you know like like some yeah something it, 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 in the cafe feel to it coffee rock ish coffee rock ish coffee well, coffee house yeah i mean I, I guess i don't know like yeah but then yeah, yeah i guess you that electronical feel a little dude, bit to it too dude music in the cop music in the coffee house is so weird it's so weird and it's not what you want it's not what you <laughs> <laughs> i like i like all the changes that have like the 
there's like really interesting beats, like polyrhythms happening. But it's still like got like a, a drive, but then there's like some weird extra stuff like there. I don't know. That's that, yeah. that really threw me into it. There's a there's a lot to take to take in in the track, you know, sonically, they're, if you will. They're, so they're, <laughs> they're very different, but um, it reminds me of this band I like called the Polyenzo. 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 I think I sent you guys a link, but there's an album called Pure and the Plastic, and their percussionist is just out of this world. It's a fucking rad album, you guys would like it. But uh, it reminded me of that. I mean, totally different vocal styles, but I was just like, damn, these these drums slap, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slap. Jeremiah would be proud of you for using it correctly. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I think slap. I've used slap correctly once so far. I'm, I'm trying, though. <laughs> um, but it's okay, this uh, <laughs> so, but God, dude, I got the, the so you know just completely branching off real quick because old heart. Uh, Jeremiah is one person I'm looking forward to forcing to get in front of all of us and present a playlist. Oh yeah, boy. for sure, because you know that shit's gonna be weird too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jameson, so what's this next one? Is it Munica? Yeah, Maunica? I, I'm not really sure uh, that I'll go with that Malika, cave sure C- cave town either way yeah um, um cut my hair yeah so i was uh, a while ago nick put out a song you know on his uh, solo thing where he it was a lo-fi song and so and i dug it so i started listening to some spotify like lo-fi tracks and this is one i don't know why amy's constantly questions me why i like the song but i it's just gotta like it's minimal lyrics with just like a really good beat that you know i can just throw in the headphones at work and just get shit done without mm-hmm. having to focus on anything else you know oh yeah yeah that's the, i mean that's exactly one of the things i liked about it i got that's that, that i love when i can get that vibe from certain certain types of music and stuff like that you know you can just be like okay boom i'm blocking this i'm blocking the world out with this and i'm focusing on what i need to (laughs) yep i think uh flannery sing was with the bo five spring rolls by Streamlights. Streamlights is a solo thing okay i was just gonna ask one of us has to plug it for him string lights okay there we go (laughs) shout out Streamlights on youtube yeah dude but for real though he he turns out some fun shit on there man oh yeah this right. podcast sponsored by Streamlights, everybody. Streamlights. <laughs> Streamlights. That's Stream. right. He he actually owes us money now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of your Doge coins. So. <laughs> Give me that Doge. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, he did have some. I've got a whole six dollars worth. The Doge. The do- Doge. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have any Doge. I'm just gonna throw it out there now. <laughs> old heart old heart radio owns no doge yeah we're actually yeah we're in the process of launching our own cryptocurrency you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this takes us into something we talked on a little bit about on the last podcast i think but um the black puma song colors yeah this, another just jam dude like I, I do I do enjoy this track. Yeah, it's slightly, once again, got kind of a retro feel to it, but this is the second song on my playlist. I got to give a shout out to Amy for finding. I did yeah. not find this on my own. 
she found it and you know the first time i heard it in her car like most of the time i'm rolling my eyes the whole time but this came on i was like oh maybe i can enjoy this one and sure it's just got that yeah i'm just a really groovy bluesy soulful mm-hmm. tone to it that's awesome it really yeah. builds um and, yeah and like dusty you were saying it's like on every commercial for everything it's a but it's like a cover of it yeah, yeah. it's not as good as this version but yeah, yeah it's definitely. super soulful yeah and that's the other thing i haven't had cable for like 15 years so uh, a lot of the time I'll think I find this song that's really awesome and then everybody's like, yeah, that's been on commercials for the last three years, asshole. <laughs> Everyone knows that song. Yeah, dude. I fall into that category too, J-Mo. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, then you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, it was on a Buick commercial? Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they consider like I, themselves... I still fucking like it. <laughs> consider themselves a psychedelic soul band. Ah. Okay, I can. I've not that. listened to any of their other stuff, so I might have to check that out. I, I'm intri- I'm intrigued to listen to some of their other stuff. I, I'll probably branch out, uh, you know, pick pick some of their extra stuff apart and see if I see if I enjoy any more of it. But this track for sure was was solid though. It's sonically pleasing. Sonically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to get like a some sort of like you know button going on. What's that? Anybody here? Yeah. What is? Are you playing money oh, over no. there? Oh no, that's that's, that's Caleb's stamp. He's stamping. I have a, I have a small sound pad. I don't know what's that. What's that? Hey, I just heard a coin machine. So. Oh yeah, that's the money one. There you go. Instantly, like, takes me to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> oh. Just, that's all I can. Oh, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start that little five-four baseball. Yeah. All right. And now we get to. Bloom, yeah, by Odessa. Yeah, so this so, this this track always has some fucking energy with it, man. Yeah, just uh, Odessa in general. Like, I they're um, like they kind of cross the line between like a real like I guess they are EDM, but not really. But I don't know. Like you, I can turn on. Like I always think like when I was in high school or junior high and going snowboarding all the time up at Mission Ridge like Mm. an Odessa album is what I wish I had to throw in the headphones and just go like gliding down the mountain like it's that's that's the vibe that pops up into my mind when I listen to Odessa. Fair enough, fair enough yeah Yeah, I guess I don't know what category this would fall in, I mean you you mentioned EDM uh, but I don't really know, like, because like electronic music isn't my isn't super my forte. I enjoy electronic yeah. music, but like uh, Caleb, would you classify this as EDM? Yeah, I, if I see Odessa pop up, I think of that because it's yeah, like Jameson said, like uh, I was listening to a lot of like Bass Nectar, and, and I think some Odessa crossed in there, and some of the other like he's got some other ones coming up, the Bubble Beyond Dead Mouse, whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, I go longboarding all day long. I just listen to EDM in yeah. my headphones and fly down streets that were cluttered with traffic. Yeah, it's definitely the type of music you'd be watching a you know, skate video to or snowboarding video. You'd just be yeah. playing like a montage of some guys doing all his tricks and shit with a fisheye. 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for real. <laughs> so, so we like, skate alongside. Like yes, yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of EDM I like. The, the stuff that that's like about. a laid back EDM, more like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like kind of triumphant. It has a lot of big feels to it. It's but, almost like uh like maybe classified as down tempo a little bit. Maybe be the actual classification, I guess. Something you just yeah, just chill out to. Yeah. Yeah, but damn, yeah, this is a this is a great like in like listening to this whole thing in shuffle. Like when this popped up, it was just like such a nice like, boom! Uh, what a good mm-hmm. what, what a solid track. You're gonna go for a ride with it. Um, but this is kind of like I feel like the next like couple are like you know kind of fall into that sort of electronic category. Yeah, for right? sure. On my way to heaven. Yeah. So uh, I went through. Yeah, I had a, a phase for sure, and I definitely got into EDM. And uh, on my way to heaven is above and beyond. And above and beyond is like the, I think it was the second year that we went to Paradiso. They were one of the headliners and they came on on the main stage at like seven o'clock at night. And so it's Mm. the middle of summer. The sun is just starting to go down the gorge and it's just gorgeous outside and they're like super uplifting trance and trance wasn't like at this point when i was first getting into edm like everyone else it was all dubstep and then (laughs) i heard above and beyond and like immediately seeing those guys in that setting like my entire uh preference of genre shifted and i was obsessed with this album group therapy specifically like like it was so good like it totally Mm. shifted my preferences in the genre oh that's cool man that's actually really cool yeah yeah it's like uh, electronic like for myself again like it's like it's like one of those like uh with music i need a guide so it's like sort of like you know you mentioned trance you mentioned dubstep you mentioned edm and it's just like okay what is yeah. what there you know so it's <laughs> yeah. like I, I know i like like elements of all these things i'm just like what 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 am i you know like and so that's kind of cool so you classify this as a trance yeah so uh, this tra- is this is trance trance usually like dubstep is kind of like the thing that everyone got into and in like what 2013 with like skrillex well, for sure. yeah. i mean oh, it was definitely. i think it was the thing that kind of like popped into the main like mainstream yeah. enough to like grab people's attention and bring them back to like you know the edm shadow and like start like you know then people can explore from there you know but mm-hmm. trance has been like i would say it's like the global edm genre for the last like 20 years really like the really big um like legendary djs you hear about like armin van buren and tiesto those are trance djs and so it's more it's a little bit more on the repetitive side they rely a lot less on like the sick drop bro you know (laughs) where it's more about a driving uh a driving beat you know and it's usually a little bit faster like if i remember right like about 190 bpm is it or is it 170 maybe like that's like uh it's like 140 like 130 to 140 well okay for trance 130 to 140 yeah usually okay okay well what would be like i mean what would be like like 170 then like drum and bass 
Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Which okay. that's like Caleb talked about last episode, Pendulum. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like the, like when I think of drum and bass, which I never dove super deep into them. So maybe it's just the bias I have because that's the band mm-hmm. I know. But they're kind of like the drum and bass band I would think of. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I, either way, this trance track was pretty dope. So yeah. <laughs> I'm learning my vernacular as we speak. So, um, and also, dude, just like what a beautiful fucking picture you just painted with like that whole scene of Paradiso at the Gorge. If you've ever been to the Gorge to see a show, you know, you have that moment, that like yeah. sunset fucking moment. Yeah. Like, and oh I my mean, God, dude. Like, it had been like 110 degrees all day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's dying and so hot. And that's always it <laughs> the sun starts to go down and everybody just gets to take a like collective breath like oh my god it's cooling down and <laughs> yeah, they're just like dark. this Finally. super uplifting music comes on with just that like really yeah i i don't know yeah. like it it definitely was like a a memorable moment i'll never forget for sure yeah that's when you lock away right yeah but okay so moving into dead mouse we got strobe which is this is the song i put on like right after we closed i was just like i'm ignoring things for a little bit (laughs) uh, dead mouse is uh like i would say firmly in the house genre and um kind of this is another one where like i started because trance has a lot of like really vocal tracks that can be pretty cheesy a lot of the time whereas house music kind of relies more on the the beat and just like instrumental and so uh strobe was like probably the first dead mouse song i ever got into and it was another one when i got into it i was listening to it at work and stuff and i remember (laughs) one time like i'm listening to it and this song it I think I put the radio edit in here so it's trimmed down but if you listen to the whole song it's like seven or eight minutes and the opening (laughs) of it is just I mean it's a solid two three minutes of the intro which is just really repetitive which I mean if you know it's coming and you like it it's fine Mm -hmm. but to a 40 year old guy who doesn't listen to any electronic music I mean minute two he's like is there something wrong with your phone? Is it just <laughs> on repeat? I was like, no, just, just stop. And it's good. And then it goes into the hook and it's like, it, it, it finally pops over and you're, you kind of just get to enjoy the song. But uh, yeah, it's my favorite dead mouse song for sure. So yeah. the, the reason for that, like long intro or outro um, on a non radio edit is it's, it's usually like a DJ edit. So yeah. Um, sometimes the first minute's like just drum beat um, and then like a little bit of the melody and the idea is so that you can like take the the tail end of another song that you have playing already and like mesh it up so there's not too much going oh, on it'll okay. clash and so then you can you can seamlessly mix into the next song with uh, a track version yeah. like that oh, that so, makes yeah. sense yeah that's smart though i didn't yeah. i wouldn't have i didn't think about that that's cool yeah you i mean so is that something you have to learn you kind of learn what to do with 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 a set if you're djing then is that just yeah. a, or like a staple thing to sort of do with the tracks yeah you want to like you know seamlessly layer it. Right? you want to beat match it get it in time sequence 
Uh, so it's not like, you know, staggered and weird. Um, and then you've got to also think about like what key, like, you know, you're moving to or staying in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, man. But yeah, yeah. like Deadmau5 is great at that. Like he's, I, I call it like progressive house. Progressive house, yeah. It, it, it does like, there's a lot of interesting arpeggios and weird little polyrhythms with the melodies and stuff. And, um, you gotta like kind of sit down and give it some attention, but then you realize like, oh, this is actually kind of complex and interesting yeah. yet simple. Yeah, I agree. And that, well, that's like one of the appeals to, for me at least, for a lot of like electronic music is is that you know it comes off as like kind of simple until you really start thinking about it and then you're like damn where'd that come from when like how long has that been going you know and then you start noticing like the different pitches and the different things that they're using and just like all these different you know it's just it, it's it's a fun uh every electronic song can be like pretty fun to just sort of dissect uh, in a way but um but from there from this from dead mouse you jump to uh human factor yeah. Which, which we can you know, we talked about a little bit. Um, Long year, though. This is the track. This, uh, I like. You've turned me on to the Human Factor at this point, Jameson. Good. So. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, we talked about them a little before. Like, not a super well-known band or anything, but they just—they're damn good. Yeah. And I, I confirm. I looked up after our podcast last week, and um, they are—they're just like some guys from russia like they're russian yeah. musicians like they probably aren't ever going to sign a major label yeah. or anything but they're just damn good solid musicians yeah honestly like i mean the the the, the songs are uh sound really great but they were like just the type of music and like what they do it just reminds me of like a like honestly it reminds me of a band i would see like in town like some sort of like oh, local okay. like gem of a band that just like can fucking like pull yeah. it together and just slay a set you know bouncing yeah. off of each other because they've been like fucking playing together you know forever and uh anyway like it just yeah this it has this like awesome fucking feel to it, their, their music and there's all these like you know ups and downs with it you mm-hmm. know yep. uh, that just keep you keep your you know attention which is something i always look for in music it seems like i'm just always like okay what's coming up <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? kind of like when uh like between the buried and me have these long like instrumentals mm-hmm. where they kind of flow in and out of different things yeah yeah they kind of started that, that with like uh their colors album yeah where the, it was less about just being death metal and screaming and they would have like a five minute cut just, of just instrument and like yeah. i remember one of their songs even has like a bluegrass segment <laughs> in it. i think it's ants of the sky if anyone wants to look but, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's an album I need to kind of I would like to dig back into a little bit. Yeah, great album, still yeah. holds up. No, All their bet. stuff was yeah, damn good. Then that the cover album they did. <laughs> yep. Dude. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've listened to them, man. But yeah, the the Human yeah. Factor though, like that's such a great discovery. Like, and that's kind of one of the you know, one of the things I love about the. There's lots of good and bad about streaming, you know, streaming music, but the accessibility that it gives to to consumers is so fucking great. Like, uh, you know, I could have just imagined that like this group, you know, would have just been like stuck with their pocket of like, you know, places that they play in Russia, and that yeah. would be it. But like, <laughs> now they have a bunch of like, clubs. yeah, exactly. And, and now you have like, now you, you know, 
you have assholes over here making podcasts talking about your music so it's yeah it's cool i think it's i i, I like that i like being able to discover like that kind of shit from across, across the globe you know it's not just internet yeah. well is this would this be classified as international music <laughs> i mean technically it is but i i don't know much like i don't think there's much international about it NPR would play it. Is that what yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt it. I doubt it. But yeah, this is this is a good jam. But this takes us into another Manchester Orchestra song, which is from their most recent album. Right. Uh, Angel of Death is, is the name of this track. And this track is, mm. yeah, good pick. There's so many tracks. Like this album, I have, like, I, I have so many different tracks I want to put you know it's like the, yeah. the representative thing that i like about this album but but yeah yeah this this track was a good pick man yeah i think i've beat it to death in the last podcast about how much i like this band all of a sudden but um <laughs> this is the one that from their newest album that i you know i put i think it's really like I, they have their first song on this album i think it's called like inaudible noise which is what it is it's just mm. like kind of it's, building and building yeah. into this and this is the title track on the album and uh i mean i think for myself i think it's the strongest song on the album and yeah definitely one of my favorites for sure yeah it's really good yeah I agree. With that. It's definitely one. Of, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, this just in general, like, uh, I mean, Manchester. They, I think they've kind of. It's interesting because they, like, they, they hit. They, I think they hit their sound. You know, in every album they make, but they also kind of, you know, they, they've explored other elements. But, but I think, you know, we were pointing it out earlier. Andy has a very distinct vocal and like with any track that they do uh it's it's d immediately you, you can tell it's a manchester orchestra track no matter like what yeah. music styling it is as soon as the the you know the vocals come on you're like oh there it is <laughs> yeah he's got he's got a lot of other projects too like bad books and dude there's stuff like that and that's pretty good i mean i I'm, i've seen manchester tw twice live <laughs> and they put on a hell of a live performance at least they you know they they did when they were like you know five years ago so yeah. you know and it's really cool to see like their whole like layout on stage they have like the you know the auxiliary drummer and like the and everything yeah they did a right before right before the new album came out they're like they're like we're gonna put put to bed a black mile on the surface so they did like during lockdowns they spent like seven million dollars or something ridiculous cool. doing this um it's on their YouTube. They just did a live like concert stream. I watched that the other day. Yeah, and yeah, so they, I think they so they spent like seven million dollars between filming it and all the shit, the editing and everything. My God, yeah. quite the production. Yeah. Did you say, Dusty, that they're going to be touring in the area? Like yeah, um, it's not until February ish. I think they're coming to Northwest. We should mm. we should all go. Yeah. I've been meaning to because I, I want to see them for the definitely for this tour. But um, I, I I'd so be down. We should uh, yeah we should keep eyes on that and see what we can do. Yeah yeah I think it's in February. I'm not sure if they're playing just Seattle. You know that Seattle hit Portland. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. if they're going to Spokane or anything. But 
yeah we should we should check back into that sorry uh, to cut you off caleb you oh, no. i was gonna to... say uh i like uh, i think i like that song better than the, the what was it the maze the maze um i mean they're both good songs but i felt that one was kind of it had a little more drive to it remember like yeah i just it always stands out to me like the one part i really do like a lot is their uh, i really would love to see what they're like set up for the guitar pedals or yeah they do a lot of interesting cool atmospheric stuff yeah yeah well you you, you'd have to go to the show with us we'll see (laughs) (laughs) all right so perhaps one of my favorite tracks on on this playlist just because of like yeah how much it always hits talking Deltron thirty thirty man, oh, yeah. no, you yeah. know virus hits. If you listen to it, it is on point. Dusty is one hundred percent right. It's still topical, man. This album is even more topical than ever before. Yeah, well and, we we touched on it last episode. You know, you said this was the album that you can never really put down, and no. I mean it. It has a lot of nostalgia for me. I remember my brother introducing it to me my brother's 10 years older than me so you know right when it came out he had it and him introducing it to me and being one of my first like hip-hop exposures and i think this song really kind of like i know mastermind and a couple other songs on this album are probably a little bit more popular than virus but i think virus has like like the drops that are in it you know it has the instrumentals and it like it is just like the the perfect uh piece for deltron in my mind yeah i i i think it like it dan the automator serves up del like like the the perfect canvas to to lay like the lyrics down on it with this like it, yeah I, it, you're right and that, that's like a testament to like that duo dude like they just somehow they just worked so well together yeah you know but yeah dude yeah 100 good choice always make that, make that money guys. yeah so these and uh, just before we move on these last four were kind of all well i guess the next two so these three were throwbacks and then the last one's just for fun (laughs) but but, yeah these last three are kind of nostalgia picks for me so well well dude uh you know the next one the uh the super tramp song bloody well right it's it hits still man yeah i I really dug it yeah that's uh super tramp was like either one or two of my dad's favorite bands and so my dad passed when i was nine years old but i have like i have memories of him both playing this on cassette in his pickup and having this which i have the copy of this on vinyl his his vinyl copy of this album and i i remember this song specifically and it's got I mean, I think it's the first song on that album. Yeah, right. yeah, and you know, Super Tramp's just kind of a weird <laughs> band are. as is. Like they're interesting and different. Like they don't really fit the classic rock 
vibe that you would think of of a 70s band but they're they're interesting and yeah this one uh, i really enjoy this song yeah dude i i definitely dug it and i mean like a lot of uh classic rock i'm i'm still just like discovering new random songs from bands from those eras like to this day yeah. and this was again one of them i put it on one morning and i was opening with my coworker, and i was like i was like oh i'm listening to this awesome uh super tramp song and i and like immediately <laughs> like they they said like like i can't remember what they said first and then they said bloody well right and i was like oh yeah it's actually this yeah. <laughs> yeah. the first one they probably said was breakfast in america yeah, yeah that which, was it. Uh, the is... logic song but yeah. but this this was like this like it it's it's a fun song, honestly, and that's what I really appreciate about. It reminds uh, me of a, a little bit of Kansas, and then a little bit of uh, what's the other band? Uh, Manfred Mann. <laughs> that yeah, song, uh, "Blinded by the Light." Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So. No, if I was going to describe Supertramp, I would say that they are sassy. 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 Yeah, that that fits. Especially yeah. that song. Oh yeah. It's got some attitude. <laughs> Super Tramp's got some attitude. <laughs> stamp that attitude. <laughs> That's what I mean. I need to get like a stamp sound just for the things Caleb's of. <laughs> <laughs> a verdict. Uh, fucking just a gavel. Come, come. Long order noise. Oh, dude. You know, I think we're, I think we're, I think we're still under the under Dick Wolf's radar. So <laughs> we could use it. He won't come after us. You can never escape Dick Wolf. Uh, <laughs> all right, but the next track is an Alice in Chains track. Uh, yeah. Wood. Yeah, with the question mark. Don't forget <laughs> it. Um, so this might be a. I guess this will be my hot take of the night. But okay. I think Alice in Chains is the best grunge band from the pacific northwest that there's ever been uh, personally they're my favorite i would put alice in chains above nirvana or you know any of them you know I, yeah. I and this song really like a lot of people don't like lane staley's uh vocals they say he's got a you know and it can be kind of a grating voice yeah. but this one really gives you kind of like the full range of his vocals and you know i don't it's not one of their big hits but it's i think a, a great song that kind of showcases that like late 80s early 90s seattle grunge scene yeah for sure yeah well that's you know that's i mean that is an interesting hot take i i don't know if i if i've dug so much into grunge to like have formulated an opinion on like the like the grunge the great grunge bands of the pacific northwest you know right uh so that's interesting is and do i any of you contest that no i would agree i never wasn't much into grunge grunge i I I just think nirvana gets so much so much play and so much praise yeah, I I definitely listened to Alice in Chains before I'd listen to Nirvana or I um, yeah. I think they're uh, they're they're grimier. Yeah, they're a little heavier, mm. and I don't know. I I mean, it's it's fun to like chuckle at Eddie Vedder mumbling, and I'm really sick of listening to Kurt Cobain 
talk about it because <laughs> why are we why are we heralding the words of a 27 year old heroin addict as you know something <laughs> we need to emulate or pay any attention to yeah but i mean that's the same thing with <laughs> alice in chains i mean lane staley died yeah, of an sure. overdose so <laughs> but at least at least their shit is harder and it's i like to yeah. is, is blind melon a crunch <laughs> i mean yeah kind of i would it, put it in that like and same era i guess that pearl jam and um God, why am I heroin rock? Is that what you said? Heroin rock. Yeah. yeah, definitely. When I think of blind melons, no rain, I think of heroin. <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking so much. Who sings Black Hole Sun? Oh, um, the Black Crows. No, no not Black, Black Soundgarden. Soundgarden. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. other like big one that I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Those mm-hmm. are kind of like the. I would say ones, yeah. like the big ones that people say are like the grunge bands, but oh, extre- what about uh, Extreme? Anybody remember the band Extreme? <laughs> I, I do not. What well, kind of they, hits had the, do they have they had the hit song "More Than Words." More <laughs> than words. <laughs> they were actually a metal band, but their their hit song "More Than Words" was a like soft acoustic song. I'm sure, oh, like, if you heard it, you'd you'd know exactly. Probably what recognize it right away. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I'll, I you're the second person that I've met, Jameson. Well, and now the third, I guess, with Caleb, that like extreme, like highly recommends Alice and Chance out of like that era. So yeah, again, it's like one of those groups. I'm definitely like I'm familiar with like a handful of their tracks, but it's like, you know, maybe there's more to dig into. Mm. I, I might have to start I, doing that. I wouldn't say it's something that you could like just throw on their list and you know listen top to bottom it's not yep. really it's not yeah. that but like like pick a track you, every now and then yeah just pepper it in and like um like if you look like down in a hole is another song where he's singing about his you know addiction to heroin and it, yeah. like it's really kind of dark and deep yeah. and kind of gives you uh like a taste like it just yeah they're good man in a box is like oh yeah they're, they're like they kind of have a little bit of a it's not a whine it's more of a low angsty whine. i don't think i've ever um yeah i mean i just remember aaron's aaron's brother ethan was swaying alice in chains that's how yeah. i always heard of them that's a good well, wall pedal and I think people also shit on him a little bit because of that song Rooster got really uh, popular. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sounds kind of ridiculous. You know, he's, uh, we're, he comes to snuff the rooster as like the main lyric in the song, which makes no sense. But <laughs> he's talking about his father fighting in Vietnam. So like, yeah. if you look into the, into it a little bit, it makes a little bit more sense. And yeah, but I think that song gets shit on a lot, and so they get pushed to the side because of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like they're, you know, and a lot of, uh, I mean, this just happens with time, you know, the, the context uh, becomes something that you have to start, like, researching, you know, and kind of digging yeah. into. It's no longer, like, at the forefront sometimes. But I don't know, it kind of makes it, like, more worthwhile, like, once you kind of, like, you know, can dig into that and, like, understand what the idea was behind an album or a track, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which speaking of, so what we got the last track on the playlist, which is, uh, by Mr. Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. So the, the track is all the pussy you will slay. um, (laughs) 
Mr. Wheeler Walker is, uh, he's a country artist and uh, he, he was like a recording artist in Nashville for like 10 years and he constantly tried to put out his album or make it big and he couldn't do it. No one wanted him. Mm-hmm. And so he said, fuck it. And just decided to cut this like joke album and somehow that album ended up on like the top 10 country hot <laughs> list oh my God. and so he became this like persona you know and yeah. now he's just kind of this crazy eccentric country artist who writes these hilarious songs but i mean obviously this song he's singing to his newborn son <laughs> yeah about how he's just going to slay pussy and what's the line like right it's like yeah you got your mother's eyes and your father's cock or something (laughs) yep and uh i mean this song uh, i sing it to amy all the time just (laughs) to get her so fired up it's it's literally it's literally the opposite of the first track like yeah i mean the complete opposite (laughs) full 180 (laughs) that's such a good point i didn't even think about that (laughs) it's a perfect sandwich yeah (laughs) this is what parenting is sometimes we say about our son and his future sex debates (laughs) five little buddy you gotta you gotta hope for the best hope for the best tell the truth no, uh, overall, Jameson, like, I mean, this, this track was really, it was just really fun to listen to. It was just it's hilarious. And hilarious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall, man, I, I really appreciated this playlist. It was a really, like, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff that kind of, like, was either turning me on to, like, a different genre or uh, just kind of, like, provoking, like, you know, like, oh, maybe I should explore the specific artist a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- yeah, so thanks for slapping this together, man. It was, uh, it was yeah a really really good really good cut i'd say of course my pleasure uh okay everybody give like dusty what did you think overall about the list though oh it's good i've been i've been listening to like when i'm so i work from home so i just listen to whatever hell i want to so i've just been listening through it and or at the gym i just remember first time that wheeler walker song came on i was trying to run on the treadmill god damn it (laughs) (laughs) No, I enjoyed it because it's got a lot of stuff that I, I'm into. So, oh, yeah. write a, a lot of stuff that's, that'll pop up on my like daily stuff just from listening to Manchester so much and other just random shit, indie yeah. pop stuff like that pops up. Fair enough. Hell yeah! All right, Caleb. Overall, overall, I was I was expecting to hate it a lot more because that's just how I just. Uh, Negative, <laughs> negative Nancy. I can't help it, but, but I'm, I'm really happy with like it was. It was like oh, like okay, okay. It was nice to have it like as in a way it's like on the homework. It's like okay, we're gonna do this thing. So it's like okay, I'm gonna listen to this, and I'm glad I did because yeah, like some of them, like, yeah, not my thing, or you know, there was a couple that I was like that's straight up stinky for me, um, but there's a lot of them that I either knew or liked or. Um, through me back as well and definitely some some new stuff like the the catfish the bottle and i like that and, nice uh, human factor definitely want to check yeah. them out some more yeah i i thought it was i mean i was expecting scorched earth and hatred but i was <laughs> i was pleasantly surprised with fruited meadows and sunshine in meadows and sunshine <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah man well i you know like yeah it was just a, it was a good it was a well put together list i'm i'm looking forward to uh continuing this because you know kev you're just alluding to it like this and we were you know talking about it a little bit earlier but it's just it's it's such a cool way to kind of uh reconnect this this element that i think was so essential to all of us uh as a friend group which was like our shared love for music and like all different manners of music you know uh and so yeah i just think this is like a really it's, it's, it's this was really fun just kind of going through and being like okay like what's jmo jamming you know <laughs> like, yeah sure so hell yeah but like i said this is going to be the first official episode of this new podcast for old heart radio jameson say the name again uh under further review boom <laughs> that's gonna be the name i'm gonna come up with a with a cover for it uh, this will be. You should put like a. I don't know. You should steal a photo from the NFL where it's a referee looking over under the tent. <laughs> that might be a good idea, actually. Put like uh, a <laughs> just nasty like metal vest on him, you know, like with spikes and shit like that on it. Slap some, some so anarchy symbol on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have Hell a yeah. question. Um, so yes, I've sir. In the episodes, there's always a moment where there's a lot of reverb on something someone says. Yeah. What's going, what's going on with that? I really don't know. It's usually when somebody has a speaker that's playing. Uh, like there no, was. I mean, it sounds like you're putting it in. Like someone will say something. Yeah, it sounds it, like a drop oh, for a second. And it just sounds like. Uh, I forgot that's in God. there. Yeah, no, no, there is. There is. There's like a. a there, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. There, It's like an old thing I tried. I started doing. Like I would just randomly put in like a section of like distorted, like filtered airtime somewhere in there and so yeah yeah it will pretty much but there's there's uh there's got to be a section in there that's probably that (laughs) that definitely don't take it out i like it a lot well it's a it's always something new you know i know it's like an easter egg i get excited when i hear it i'm like oh there it is can you can you distort my voice in post uh where it's just like (laughs) one of those old videos or like the interviewing someone in the dark (laughs) 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 my favorite my favorite one uh zach galifianakis live with the purple onion when he's pretending to be his brother seth he's talking about i'm making ecstasy or he's like he's like He's like, uh, he's like, he's like, my, he said, like, uh, ecstasy makes you a better dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally cut to him. He's like, the, the Fuji album. Yeah, yeah, the Fuji's Just and Fuji's and Funions. <laughs> I, I, I used to judge youth chili cook offs. <laughs> <laughs> the youth pastor of chili cook offs. <laughs> Classic. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, okay, guys. Uh, I think we're going to call it. I think this is the first episode. All right. Who's up next? Who's up next? I'm going to say Caleb. Oh. Caleb, we're All coming right. for your list. I apologize in advance for however much time between then and now elapses that you have to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time to get through it. It'll be okay. <laughs> it's going to happen, though. All right. <laughs> Well, I suppose we'll see you on the next episode, dear hot dogs. Everybody, say good night. Good night, hot dogs. Keep your stick on the ice. There you go. <laughs> Caleb, say something. Keep that, keep that mustard flowing. Ooh, I like that one. Keep that mustard <laughs> flowing. <laughs>